worse and worse every time. Okay. Hello and welcome to Buena Vista, episode 207. I am Ben, and I am here in cyberspace. <laughs> That's right. I am a real nethead, a console jockey, a console cowboy. In the words of one of the characters from Tom Clancy's Netforce that I recollect from reading the book when I was like 12 years old, I am a real lube foot. Uh. I believe that is a correct recollection, mm-hmm. but I've not Googled it. Uh, hacking my way through this digital meta space. With me is a cube who is Theo. Hey, Theo. <laughs> How you going, man? <laughs> We're doing great. How are you? Good, man. I'm just, I'm just floating in, in cyberspace here. Yeah. Got a green tint going on. Yeah, I'm sort of hovering above uh, a sort of green grid on yep. a black background, and then above that, uh, slowly rotating, but in a way that reveals that uh, there's a lot of artifacts happening on the edges of your cube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying being a cube, um, floating in midair. Certainly, uh, a lot of my anxieties are gone. But new ones have been introduced in, like, so you know how everything's wireframe? Yeah. And I realized that um, people can just sort of see through the, the toilet door. Yes. So I'm a cube, but I still got to shit. <laughs> Which is an odd <laughs> facet of the design of cyberspace. It's, it's, not part, it's not part of the design. Every and, single um, thing <laughs> is an abstract representation of data, but the data has to shit. <laughs> <laughs> That, that is my understanding. Data must shit. Yeah, and thank you to Bill Gates for that one. That was his idea. Yeah. That's one of, I've, got, I've got an IT degree, and I do know a thing about things. Data's got to shit. You know, that, that a lot of people sort of venerate Bill Gates as this great programmer, whereas really he was kind of more of a salesman and also the guy that insisted you should be able to see through toilet doors to see the program shitting. Yeah. <laughs> Which, fine for him. You know, obviously it let off, but you know, for us... Just cubes in if cyberspace you're a cube here. And you're shitting, yeah, and everyone can see you. Okay. Uh, also with me is a sphere. Who's Lucy? Hi, Lucy. God, I wish I was a cube. I have got to say that with the uh, you know the amazing technology that allows us to render cyberspace, a cube looks pretty all right. A sphere looks like absolute dog shit. It does, and terrible. I do look like dog shit. But here's the here's the deal: I don't have to shit. So <laughs> cubes, cubes need to shit. Spheres are fine. Cubes need to shit. Spheres are fine. We uh, there's there's some weird shit going on inside of my 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 shape, my body. Uh, yep. I don't need yeah. to shit. So you know, I look you like look shit. But at what cost? Terrible though. I don't know how <laughs> I would go if someone was like, "You can be a good-looking cube that has to shit, or a terrible-looking sphere that doesn't have to shit." I don't know what I'd choose. Uh. You chose well, sphere. Get back to me. I chose sphere, and I feel like, yeah. I feel like I've made the right decision. Imagine never shitting again. You know, just just oh, imagine hell. that life. Am I right? <laughs> I think I am. Um, Each to their own. <laughs> I went away camping for the last couple of days, right? And uh, it was one of those ones where there's there's nothing there. They that's it's just a spot that you have, and they're like well, bringing you. everything not you need. And so I'm like, okay, I brought it with me. No, it's not even a whole toilet situation. This is a... I brought a camp toilet with me, uh, which is essentially a, like, 30-litre fishing bucket with a sort of crude lid that opens up to be a toilet seat on top of it. And I spent the days before I went camping being like, God, I hope I don't have to shit. 
And then while I was there being like, God, I don't have, hope I, I just, uh, I, I hope I don't have to shit. And then I got to the end of the three days and I was like, oh, I didn't need to shit. Didn't need to use that at all. I'm sorry. So it's kind of perfect. You didn't need to shit in three days. Is that so? Is no that no what I'm shits. Hearing? No shits for three days. Well, if, if you know, we're I doing arrived, the maths right on this one. I, I arrived at um, probably about three p.m. on Tuesday, and I left at nine p.m. this morning, a Thursday, and no shits occurred in That's that time. That's wild. That is absolutely wild. <laughs> and I feel fine. Yeah. You all three of you are looking at me with and, revulsion and still, at this point. And still none. By this point? Oh, no. Oh, oh my God. When I got home. <laughs> Immediately no. shit. One of the better okay. shits of my life. Muscle memory kicked in. Like top five. <laughs> I think this was an act of incredible willpower by me. Wow. Uh, this brand new, still in the plastic camp toilet, unused at this point, And I'm, I'm quite thankful. The human Damn, body is so beautiful. Especially mine. Not also like spheres, with me though. is a big pyramid. It's Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Hi. I can't stop shitting. As a pyramid. <laughs> yeah. Pyramids have pyramids to shit twice as much. Shitting. But they mm. look four times better than a cube? Uh, look better than a cube. Uh, rendered a lot better than a sphere. Yeah, oh, my God. Don't even talk about spheres right now. That makes me want to fucking throw <laughs> up just thinking about one. I'm here, all right? I am right here. You know how shit you. you look. You're well aware. None of you this know. is a surprise to you. <sighs> all right. All right. Friends with Jay Z, you know, <laughs> a lot of benefits. A lot of benefits to the pyramid model. Am I, am I missing that, a reference? Or are you just you're just friends with Jay Z? The quality of being a digital pyramid. Yeah, he's a big Illuminati guy, and oh. as you know, oh. the pyramid right up there. Uh, he does I'm have on. that wink and eye up there, Andrew, and that's looking it's looking a little red, buddy. That's me. Wink. You're not feeling so good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just high. All right. I mean, and how do you tell the difference between a wink and a blink with the... Like, if the Illuminati's going to wink difficult. at you, the kind of... All right. You got those... The, the special glasses from Contest Futurama. Claude. The okay. Lily uses. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I, I agree. It's hard to tell. Um, I, I try and always blink more than once if I'm blinking. So that you know, when I wink at you... You'll know. So is it two winks for a blink? Yes. Okay, that I, actually I seems just, like I a, just do it a lot. It's a straightforward system, unless you're doing it a lot, and then it's very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a simple system, really. Uh, I don't have time to get into it in great detail. <laughs> a lot of pages in the manual, uh, and also I'm running back and forth to the cyber toilet constantly. <laughs> you know, it is kind of unfortunate that like Western scientists and explorers and stuff had to invent alien like visitations and stuff to explain how the egyptians got the pyramids to shit the whole time mm. <laughs> yeah uh actually it turns out ancient brown people can make a pyramid shit all by themselves they didn't have to be from the <laughs> no, fucking pleiades no an alien made that pyramid shit <laughs> <laughs> that's eric von daniken's whole argument is the advanced <laughs> toilet technology exhibited by the egyptians must clearly have been the work of aliens must be from another planet. Now, whole other planet, Ben. Andrew, I am... Um, yeah, and that... No, uh, no, that is quite good. I was going to say that I realised <laughs> I'd left you in a bad spot to do a segue and that I made you not look at the next thing in the notes at all. Yeah. But he um, has. Yeah. 
<clears throat> no, but then you, yeah, you kind of nailed it then and I just talked over the top of it, so. Oh, podcast cancelled. Yeah, I guess that's it. Um, huh. we'll be thank de- you. We'll be deleting myself from the digital realm with a gun. <laughs> thank you guys for being along on this crazy ride. 207 episodes. What a thrill. <laughs> what a thrill. It's probably more, but there isn't really any way to count it. So we were trying to work out um, just a little peek behind the curtain here. There's a curtain open a little. We're trying to work out um, what, what episode this was, <laughs> what number episode. And, uh, Why is the curtain, curtain wet? Noise. And Ben said, uh, <laughs> ben said episode 207, and Andrew said, yes, I got it right entering it into cast. And what have you entered into cast there, Andrew? <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> It's at 107. It's at 107, <laughs> that's right. That's a little God. off. We're terrible at podcasting. It's a little off. Every now and then Come I'll on. listen to a, another podcast, which I know is crazy, and I'll be like, damn, these guys are great at podcasting. So good at podcasting. <laughs> mm. We should make that a stretch goal. Become good at podcasting. Get good at podcasting. Become good at podcasting. <laughs> seems like a lot of work. Mm. Some might say too much like work. too much work. Yeah. Not for us. It seems no. to be working for us now, being mm. a bad podcast. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Appreciate Thank your support. You. That's it. We're packing it in. Yeah, I kind of figured. Um, since you told me not to look at this thing or read anything about it, that maybe you would kick us off here, Ben. And I absolutely will. Could I get you to do me one single favor before I do, though? <sighs> no hands is a pyramid, but no, that's fine. Well, could you use your Pyramid mind. I don't really know how this works, even though I introduced the scenario. Could you kick off the scam watch theme for me, please? Uh, okay, but it's it's very awkward. Um, if I want to pick something up, I have to grasp it between the lids of my one big eye. Your big Illuminati eye. Yeah. Really uncomfortable. If it's anything with kind of a rough surface, um, it's just it's it's grazing my eye. I don't like that at all. But in this case, I can just kind of lean one of my points over and tap it down twice on the button that says scam watch that was so good uh so this was sent in to us by a listener and i would love so very much to tell you who that listener was but i cannot find the message that this was sent to us via i checked you you know it you know it was you you can feel good about it it. And I wish I could give you credit. I checked our Patreon messages. I checked our Twitter DMs. I checked our emails. I checked our Twitter mentions. I can't find it. But I didn't Sounds dream like this. you just made this up or you've dreamt it, but it's fine. I might have dreamt it, maybe. It's hard to say. Anyway, this is... I'd like to talk to you guys about an exciting new opportunity. Now, I don't want to sound like a sales pitch here, but you know how you're very familiar with Earth One. The one that you live on. Uh, do you, yeah. And, and I've, and I've, been, call, I've been calling it Earth One the whole time. <laughs> are you referring to Earth? Yes, Earth One. That's right. That's correct. <laughs> uh, you know, it's got uh, Africa. It's got yeah. Beijing. It's got yeah. Switzerland. It's got New Zealand. You'd be familiar Chemist with warehouse. it. Warehouse. Yeah. It's got Chemist Warehouse. <laughs> Eurasia. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Matthew Riley, he's on there. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Well, what I'm suggesting is Earth 1, yuck. What about Earth 2? Yeah, now I've got your attention. Um, no, I'm listening. Now, 
What is Earth 2? Wow, that's a good question. I'll let them explain. Earth 2 is the beginning of our world's future virtual existence, and today you have a chance to own part of this incredible future. We envisage a virtual digital world on a one-to-one scale with Earth. Places in Earth 2 are essentially in the same location as Earth because the Earth 2 digital grid system is geographically linked to the world we live in. The vision of Earth 2 is to create a global digital representation of our Earth, a place where people can build, abide, trade, live, experience, interact, and so much more. The vision is long-term and monumental, and we feel the introduction of Earth 2 represents the birth of the world's virtual timeline. If you share our dream and our vision, then we invite you to partake and become part of history. By purchasing your own piece of virtual land in Earth 2, you're not only supporting the virtual future of our world, but also creating an amazing opportunity for yourself to make profit by becoming involved early. All right. So you guys are you're all like on board? So far, we've got basically The Sims. You've got yeah. uh, Civilization. <laughs> Second yeah. life. Maybe maybe second life. Mostly maybe theme second park. life. <laughs> I feel more than anything else at this point. Uh, to me so far, this is a little bit reminiscent of Moon Real Estate. Mm, that was um, my other mm. point of reference. Which the, the listener might be familiar with uh, from episode 164, Jim's Moon Sailing, which yeah. we did with dear friend of the show, Ben Jenkins. Andrew and Lucy might be less familiar with it because famously no one in this podcast listens <laughs> to episodes that they're not on. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Now, if you're somewhat confused by this concept, I'll let them explain it to you again, but in a slightly reworded way. (laughs) Earth 2 is the beginning of our world's future virtual existence, and today you have a chance to own part of this incredible future. We envisage a virtual digital world on a one-to-one scale with Earth. Places at Earth 2 are essentially in the same location as Earth because the Earth 2 digital grid system is geographically linked to the world we live in. The vision of Earth 2 is to create a global digital representation of our Earth, a place where people can abide, trade, live, experience, interact, and so much more. Uh, By purchasing your own piece of virtual land in Earth 2, you're not only supporting the virtual future of our world, but also creating an amazing opportunity for yourself to make profit by becoming involved early. But if you're still unsure, simply sign up for a free account so we can keep you updated on future releases. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're asking, Hmm. why would you do this? And let me let them explain it to you. Mm-hmm. Point number one, land value. Uh. The price of land inside Earth 2 fluctuates from country to country. And since each block is unique, they're each a one-of-a-kind collectible digital item. Each piece of land starts at US uh, 10 cents for a 10 meter by 10 meter tile. Our in-game trading platform is available and operational now. If you want to collect land someone else owns, you can make them an offer. And if someone wants land you hold, they can make you an offer. Before buying any land from another user, please note that all purchases are final. Earth 2 is an open market. The prices are determined, like in the real world, by demand and what another user wants to pay to collect a piece. Reason number two. Referral system periodic bonuses. 
Land bonuses are in-game credits you can receive based on you playing the game and owning land and how many new players are joining a country in which you own land. You keep saying you keep saying the word game, Ben. Yes. Mm. There is no game involved okay. with this product. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, they certainly use the game a lot to refer to a product that has no game whatsoever attached to it. Just by playing and owning land in Earth 2, you can receive these in-game credits as a reward for being an early adopter and helping Earth 2's community to grow. Be proud of your Earth 2 country and help it grow. There are only a limited number of Class 1, Class 2 and Class 3 tiles available at each country with better rewards for players holding a higher class of land. All classes will have the same ability to be developed with buildings and help grow Earth 2. All right, if those two reasons aren't enough to get you on board, here's reason three. Hmm. Referral system 5% bonus. Oh, thank God. Oh. For, for a limited time, there'll be a promotional referral system, which is beneficial for the provider and the purchaser. Every user will have their own unique referral code, which can be found on the settings page after logging into your account. When purchasing land, users will be able to apply a referral code. This referral code will give the purchaser 5% credit back on their purchase, and 5% credit to the owner of the referral code. The referral code will remain active automatically on all future purchases unless the purchaser changes it again. Pretty good so far, but what about point four? Resources gathered. When users find loot, treasure, or resources on land that you own, you will automatically be given a portion of the ownership depending on what type of land class you own. What? Why would there be loot or treasure? Number five, <laughs> advertisement well, income. Hold on, it's just like it's just like Earth One, you know how yeah. uh, when there's like a gold rush and yeah, right. all the all the right. land that nobody lives on yet. Yeah, a long maybe period you strike of feudalism. Some of that, that black mm-hmm. gold or that Texas tea, mm. and then you you get to pick up the Beverly Hillbillies. Number five, advertisement income. When advertisements are delivered on land that you own, you will be given a portion of the revenue generated from those advertisements depending on the class of land you own. How is it how is an ad getting delivered to <laughs> the fuck what a wonderful to your question, land? Theo. Who's visiting your land? Number six, digital assets. <laughs> when users build on land that you own, you will receive a portion of the value of those digital assets. So if a user wishes to build a house, game, shopping centre, and so forth on land that you own, part of the value of the assets used to build will be given to you in game credit and added to your account. Why would I let someone build on my land? (laughs) What a wonderful (laughs) question. I'll outline the deal with a simple three-phase plan. Phase one, claim land. This phase, this, this phase involves the ability to claim, buy, trade, bid, analyze, land trade prices, and more. Phase two, resources. Resources will be released in the first half of 2021 at the earliest possible point. It will involve the ability for virtual land to begin generating different types of resources that will be vital for building and economic purposes in Earth 2. These resources will be tradable between users for other resources or credits. In the future, users requiring resources to build or for other purposes will need to generate or gather resources or buy them with credits from users who have stock. We will also be releasing details about general uses for the varying resources. It's now the second half of 2021. I'd just like to point Phase that out. Phase three, terrain. <laughs> 
In phase three, users will be given first access to the Earth 2 terrain system. What's the terrain system? Earth already Isn't has just terrain. Earth? <laughs> it's the Earth. Take a quick look at their frequently exactly asked like questions. <laughs> <laughs> to what extent will chance influence the game? There will definitely be elements of chance, as there are on Earth 1, but not to an extent that will make the economic simulation of game... Uh, sorry, the economic simulation a game of chance. Not even close. Good planning and a neatly executed strategy will determine success, not luck. Plenty will of I what? be able to wage war against the other players? <laughs> not in the when. sense that you can subsequently own their tiles, No. But there will be, over time, several PvP games that work within the game system, and if you opt in, you can participate. But it will definitely be an opt-in. If you do not want PvP, the game will leave you alone. War is definitely not an integral and indispensable part of the gameplay. Earth 2 will be a more peaceful place. <laughs> now here's a question that wasn't covered in the FAQ. Uh, this is taken from the Earth 2 subreddit. <laughs> the title of the question is simply "No jewels." <laughs> about Just like exclamation marks for the last time. I bought three tiles earlier in the year. In resources, I see that I have no jewels. What do you have to do to be given jewels? They say you have to visit your properties regularly, but why should I? It's boring and nothing is happening. <laughs> Here is a selection of the responses. I have 79 tiles I bought on the 4th of July. This morning I've gotten one small yellow gem. It came from one land class 4 tile, brackets US. Another response. I have close to 1,200 tiles and I've only gotten like 5 jewels, man. Calm down. <laughs> Here is a third response. I have a little more over 500 tiles and got two gems. When we take into account what the other guy here said, 1,200 joules and 5 tiles, it looks like we're looking at a 1 joule per 250 tiles ratio, approximately. <laughs> but they're not really something special, either. What is I a have joule one that did, gives what me... Hmm? Oh, all your what questions will be answered. Oh, thank God. I have one, one that gives me plus 0.5% on wood production. <laughs> one that gives me plus 0.5% on limestone oh, production. it's just Warcraft now. <laughs> and no, you can't produce any of that yet. <laughs> can't sell those gems either. So at the moment, they're of no use at all. Edit. I actually have six gems now. I lugged in before, I believe that's a typo, uh, to read up what the 0.5% was for. And a few minutes later, new gems appeared. So don't know what triggers it or what the ratio is. All right, so now you understand or what, what the, the product gems is. Do. Okay. Right. Thank Let's thank learn you, a little bit more. More limestone production for my terrain. Yeah, but you can't actually produce limestone, so it's useless. Uh, the founder of Earth 2 is a man named Shane Isaac, and he lives in Brisbane. Uh, <laughs> according to his LinkedIn, he has been CEO since November 2020. I believe the product launched in December of 2020. Uh, this is his bio on the website. With over 20 years' experience in development, product development, and management, Shane has an avid passion for big concepts and thinking outside the box. He has a burning desire to develop Earth 2 into an alternate digital reality, a reality people can literally feel around their physical presence anywhere in the world. Shane is the driving force that brings a star-studded team of professionals together for the common cause of creating the Earth 2 platform for millions around the world. So, 
I get uh, that that's what his goal was. Yeah. I think what he accidentally created, entirely by mistake, is actually a Ponzi scheme. Accidentally. Yeah, he Whoopsies. slipped on a banana peel and created a giant digital Ponzi scheme. So, you buy something that has no value in the hopes that someone else will, for no reason whatsoever, think that the thing you have is worth thing. more value, yeah. and then they buy it off you, uh, and then you've made a profit in virtual money, and maybe you can turn that into real money. Here is a snippet from their terms and conditions. The value of virtual land that is not yet assigned to ownership by any particular user is set by us in our discretion, including by the use of algorithms that respond to various factors, including the apparent supply and demand and desirability of particular lots. Obviously, that means nothing because there's no supply because it's fake. There's no demand because the supply is fake and desirability is fake because it's not anything. There is no inherent value in any virtual land. This is from their own terms and conditions. And the value in particular blocks of virtual land and in the virtual land generally may fluctuate in value from time to time by various factors, including user demand and our algorithmic determination of land values. We reserve the right in the future to convert your holding of virtual land or any equivalent credits held in the Earth2 platform to an equivalent value of a cryptocurrency that we may create in the future. Oh, my God. Okay, so I've been sitting this whole time going, well... This is all you know, one big speculative asset, but at least it doesn't appear to be on the blockchain. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this next sentence is quite good. Any conversion would be conducted at a valuation reasonably determined by us. <laughs> <laughs> so people that have sunk 15,000 US dollars into this believing that uh, the coin on there is worth 15,000 US dollars, they could just be like, oh, it's actually worth uh, 10 Earth 2 coin, mm. which is worth $5. <laughs> Uh, if your membership is cancelled in accordance with these terms or you cancel your use of the website for any reason, you forfeit any virtual land assigned to your account and we are not liable to you in any way, including without limitation for the payment of any amount in respect of the relevant virtual land. That's so cool. Any virtual <laughs> land so forfeited returns to ownership by us and we made available for sale to other users at the price determined by us. Oh, uh, incredible. Also, getting your money out is insanely hard. Uh, it's not like it's just a button where you go, withdraw money, please. You have to email them to ask them to pay you out oh. your money. And that involves giving them your like name, your address, a photo of your driver's license, oh. like a whole ton of personal information. And if you look at the subreddit for this or like a ton of other websites, they will either take weeks and weeks to do it or they just won't do it at all, which is awesome. Mm. Uh, I will read this neat little summary of what the thing is uh, from a website called AI Multiple. Uh, in answer to the question, is this a Ponzi scheme? <laughs> Currently, it looks <laughs> like one. People are investing <laughs> with the hope that later other people will buy it for them at a higher price. The underlying asset currently has no real value, is centrally managed, can be manipulated by a relatively obscure party, the developer company, and people already report cash withdrawal problems. You invented Bitcoin, but worse. Oh, Congratulations. So good. But who is, you know, think about the victims. Think about the kind of guy that's invested, that has 1,200 tiles on Earth, too. So Are you sad if you look for at, him? They have, like, a leaderboard on their website where it's, like, the the most amount of assets people own. And the top, I think, is somewhere around, like, 150,000 Earth 2 coin, which is not a cryptocurrency. Oh. That is just... Yep. 
an That's arbitrary thing they use in a for. Yeah. Well, what was until a couple of months ago was US dollars, and it's supposed to be a one-to-one translation, but it's not. Oh. So you don't know whether this person has sunk in like a hundred thousand US or whatever. Like it's very hard to tell. There are no figures on how many users it has. Either way, it's probably a lot of money. It's got to be, be invested right? in Earth too. And they've they've chucked in like videos of what the thing itself is actually like. Even though, so what it is is you click on a tile and you go, I want to buy that, and then maybe someone buys it off you. But they keep being like, but it's also a virtual world, and so they've got a like Unreal Engine thing going on where they have used uh, some like GIS Earth mapping thing where they take actual data about the Earth and then they draw Unreal Engine map. Shit on top of it. There are trees, there are mushrooms, whatever. Uh, and then they're like, they've put up these videos being like, oh, check out our physics simulation. And it's a guy driving a Jeep around on Earth 2. But that's not something you can do in it. You can't enter into Earth 2 at any point. But you, but you might be able to drive a Jeep around soon. Maybe. No well, imagine, imagine, though. No imagine promises, though. I'm I'm listening though. I gotta I gotta say because I can't drive around the jeep in Earth One. I could probably sort you <laughs> out with the jeep. I, I don't if think you really I could wanted do to it. drive a jeep around. I, I I find you a jeep. Uh, also, their logo is like an extremely blatant ripoff of the EA logo, which feels like one of the more <laughs> prominent really? logos in the world. Oh, uh, but true. minus the pyramid, I'm no. I'm thinking of. Very old EA logo. No, I'm talking yeah. the modern one. That's just an E and an A. Oh, okay. So if you if you Google Earth Two logo and you can uh, pause the podcast to do this, your brain almost automatically passes it as the EA logo. And I urge I urge you to do this. Uh, they also have a larger representation of it, a sort of a hero image. Uh, which is two Earths conjoined in the manner of conjoined twins that looks like a ball sack that you're viewing from underneath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's powerful stuff. So how do we Ugh. how do we rate this? On Victims, the you know, the, mm. perfect. I don't feel too crime. bad for the victims because you're ripping out off people who would buy crypto otherwise. Yeah. Except they're not even smart enough to buy into crypto. Yeah, they're just spending their money on this, which doesn't doesn't really exist and doesn't really yeah, make sense. Which isn't really anything. Yeah, I mm. like this because the exit scam, uh, like the exit scam, is like baked into it. Yep, they're just like, oh, we'll just cancel your money because yeah. you just bought in-game tokens and they're not worth anything. It's kind of the perfect scam. It's like I feel a, like it would be like hard Disney to prosecute because you, know? you could just be like, "This is this, it's game. It's the Earth Two game. You know, you bought we never your titles and yeah. you got you got a drill yeah. that was on your screen for a little bit that gave you five percent more bleep blorps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you got your Yet ninja Fortnite skin. You paid for it, and now you have it. Uh, ballsiness. I mean, not incredibly ballsy. No, to rip off it's kind of a. Yeah. You could you could be like in Harvard and doing this scam for like a course or something. I can't tell if the uh, pretending it's the start of a future digital representation of Earth that will last throughout the ages is either unnecessary foofara or a masterstroke of making it very confusing to figure out what's going on. 
Yeah, I'm confused by that because you can't even go into this Earth 2? No, you can't at this point, no. Hmm. But you can buy, uh, you know, you can click on a random point in Azerbaijan and buy a 10 by 10 meter square of it. So they put in the getting money part, Mm -hmm. but literally no other part of the thing. They put in the part where they get the money. If you're a user, you're currently at step three, which I believe is question mark, question mark, question mark. And as a product owner, you're at step four, which I believe is profit. Yes. Mm. So they've done quite well there. I like it. I'm into it, you know? But I can I can drive a Jeep on Earth 2, so, you know. No, you can't. The developers can drive a Jeep on Earth 2. You're not allowed mm. to. And you can't do it. You just get your jewel that gives you 0.5 limestone production. And you don't produce Terrain any is limestone. Coming, terrain, so, terrain is coming. Terrain is coming <laughs> in the future. Pretty psyched for terrain at some point. So, you know. Which also doesn't make sense because it's meant to be a completely one-to-one version of this Earth, which yeah, has its terrain own terrain. Which has kind of be baked into it. Terrain is actually one of the biggest features of the Earth. <laughs> it's right up there. <laughs> it's right up there. <laughs> Congratulations, Shane. You have come up with a wonderful scam. His, uh, his last business is registered to the suburb of Birkdale. So if you live around there, keep an eye out for Shane Isaac. And then the crime pass for this week is to... Uh, just kidding. Don't, don't yeah, kill that yeah. man if you see him in the don't street. Don't anger that no. guy. I wasn't going to say that at all, but... Okay. Oh. Hmm. Well, I mean, the murder part, you know. Kill him in Earth 2. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Kill him in Earth too. Perfect. Hello, it's me, Ben, uh, from this podcast. Merriam-Webster defines a podcast as a program made available in digital format for automatic download over the internet, and that simply could not be more true. If you like what we do and want more of this podcast made available to you in digital format for automatic download over the internet, simply go to patreon.com slash Bonavista and hit the enormous red button that says subscribe. For five US dollars a month, you get access to our weekly bonus episodes, our entire archive of bonus episodes, our exclusive Discord server, and an RSS feed of both bonus episodes and free episodes that doesn't have these ads in them. That sweet, sweet subscriber cash allows me to do this show full time without having to get a real job, and frankly, that whips to me. The other guys also get some money or whatever, but I don't really care. Anyway, check that out if it sounds good to you. Love you. Huh. Huh. Uh. Speaking of... Um. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I thought you were about to go from a huh into one of your classic segues. One of my classic segues, of course, if you were going to be killed on Earth 2, who would you expect to shoot you mm. except for a classic... Policeman, I, for one, am signing up to become a cop on Earth 2. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you said policeman with the intonation that a child would use. Mm, a policing man. <laughs> hmm. Now, you don't have to worry about it too much uh, around here because cops can't shoot you if they can't find their guns. Must be time for an edition of Cop Watch. That is uh, distinct from Scamwatch. Yeah. That sting is so versatile. <laughs> really is. Uh, it's also completely different to, um, I guess, all of Boat the watch? other watches that we do. What? <laughs> the Boat Watch. What do you reckon <laughs> podcasts that don't have segments do? 
how do you just go into another story without having a little piece of music to divide it up? Yeah, how do you delineate between things? Who could say? You do know? you just get to a point and say, well, enough of that. That'll and, do. And here's another thing. Hmm. Well, maybe you could listen to Bunta Vista episodes one to... <laughs> I can't out. remember what that podcast was <laughs> about. I'm not interested. <laughs> no one needs to know, you know, what yeah. this website's about. This is uh, from the Brisbane Times. BT. That's what they put in their little, <laughs> they little mobile version. That. That's what we call it. What's in Bruce Vegas. It's the other mm-hmm. BT thing that's like the media. Oh, the mech from... Uh, Titanfall 2. <laughs> no, I believe you're describing the Mazda BT-70. Yep. Sort of ute. Strangely it's enough. It's like you almost said BTS. <laughs> <laughs> you're describing BTS, the K-pop band, or BTS... No, sorry, BTN, Behind the News, the uh, Australian children's television program. Uh, oddly enough, you are all correct. Oh. Hmm. This is from the Brisbane Times. BT! <laughs> Queensland police use of check-in data sparks reform calls. Now, sure, that's mildly interesting. Uh, we've all been loving how the Queensland police said, hey, we want you to check in uh, everywhere that you go for safety. And that's all it's going to be used for. Until, <laughs> until the second uh, that they wanted it for something and then they were like, no, nah, I'm getting in there. You remember that metadata, the the metadata stuff? Where they're like, no, mm. we'll never no. look at it. No. Oh no, we did a bunch, and we'll we're never, like constantly asking if we could look at it. We'll never look at it, but it's strangely important to us that you legislate that we can look at it, just in case. Just in imagine, case we don't. Imagine the people running this country are explorers on a ship, mm-hmm. and <laughs> along the way they pick up your data uh, in the form of turtles. Hmm. And all they've got to do is get your data, their data, to you without boiling any of your delicious data. And it doesn't matter if the data <laughs> is delicious and, and it, if it's walking around so slowly. It's and, a, you and it's all, you know, you're never going to be able to taste this kind of data again. No. And God, you wish you had some fresh really? meat. Oh, so bad. So you bad. ran out of beef. You're just down to cornmeal. Water, water everywhere, but not a data to eat. God, we're so fucking smart with our literary references. <laughs> God damn. Uh, so Queensland police, shockingly, have used data collected by the Check-In Queensland app, despite promising, <laughs> despite the state government promising it would only be used for contact tracing purposes. Why is it always well. the Queensland police? Yeah, I love the fact that we have to, like, you know, there's this clear like trade-off between privacy and uh having all this information there so people don't die so that when you know someone gets coronavirus Mm. we can work out who's touched them so more people don't die and all you have to do is just have complete trust in the system Mm -hmm. um and you don't don't go and touch that data it's all you got to do it's all you got to do just just Mm. leave leave the data alone but that's not what that's not what they've done no. But they probably had a good reason. Oh, I'm oh, sure well, it was a tremendous reason. <laughs> of course. Mm. I think the reason was mainly because uh, we, we, we want to, you know? 
Well, it would have made their lives a little easier, as we'll find out. Well, yeah. Uh, of course, it's all very helpful when you do actually want people checking in in places. So, it's always a good move by the government to just legitimize uh, everybody's paranoid thought about what is the worst thing that the government could do with the data they've collected on you by immediately turning around and doing that very thing. It's so good that, like, this whole thing, the whole fucking last, what, year and a half we've been dealing with this shit, there's been this massive thing in just being like, hey, we need to change the way we have thought about everything for the last however many hundred years. It's not about the individual anymore. It's about making sacrifices for the people around you. It's about being considerate. It's about choosing... You know, the the safety of others over your own personal desires, the world's going to become weird, it's going to be hard, but hey, if we all make these sacrifices, we will get through this together. And that's what it's all about. It's about community, it's about trust, it's about generosity, it's about patience. It's It'll be a really beautiful moment for all of us to finally prioritize these things over anything else. Uh, cops will still be cunts, though. Yeah. So everyone do those things, except for yep. cops, because cops are cunts and you except can't change cops, that. Just be yeah. the same as you were before. It's all good. Yeah, you you just have to deal with the fact that cops are cunts unilaterally across the board. They can't be reformed. They're all bastards. They can't be Nothing trusted. Nothing will change it. Uh, but everybody else, completely change your behaviour, please. Thank you very much. Mm. It's mm. great. It's fucking great. The Brisbane Times can reveal the police access check-in details as part of an investigation into the reported theft of an officer's gun and taser from a regional pub. Both of which are believed to have been stolen on the night of the first State of Origin game from a locked room so much. in the Miriam Vale Hotel about 450 kilometres north of Brisbane. It has led to calls from Queensland's Privacy and Human Rights Commissioners for the state government to keep its word (laughs) and ban the use of data for all but contact tracing purposes. Oh, there's nothing politicians love more than standing up to the Queensland police. Oh, yeah. And I'm always locking my gun and taser away in a pub on State of Origin night. (laughs) Well, you don't want to have it on you because, you know... Yeah, just have you guys got a room that I could lock my gun in? (laughs) You just thumbing the little loop on top of your gun open and being like, "Oh, (laughs) New South Wales gets one more try." You fucking (laughs) sees what happens to you, cunts. But they need those guns, though, right? To police coronavirus. I love going to the airport and having like seventy police there to make sure that nobody has the coronavirus, and they all have their guns just in case. Someone oh. does have the coronavirus. Oh, it's very and they get to easy shoot the coronavirus. You, from your fucking position of privilege to sit here and you know what? Imagine if it was your grandma and your grandma's at the airport yeah. and there's and one she's got coronavirus. There's a single molecule of coronavirus heading directly for her mouth as she's taking a deep <laughs> breath in, and you're saying you wouldn't want a member of the Queensland Police Service there to fire his gun. And mm-hmm. hit that molecule of the coronavirus. Oh, you would fucking say well, that, you fucking it. latte, fucking, fucking, you know. Mm, you I would. do know. And firing a gun in the airport, probably not going to hit anybody. Wow. Famously empty places. Mm. Yeah, well, they are at the moment because of coronavirus. A lot of cops there, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ton of them. Won't some brave soul step forward and shoot this coronavirus out of the air? <laughs> We're all Take a stand. It. You want to grab a gun. Yeah. 
<laughs> the closest holster you can find. Yeah, and remember, you paid for that gun with your taxpayer dollars, so it's technically yours. Grab that gun and just shoot until you hit the coronavirus. I've heard it's sort of like a... Um, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't think of a real-world analogy of this at all. It's like when there's aliens, and if you kill the main one, all of them die. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Episode One. you take yeah. out the droid control ships, you know... And so just do that with coronavirus. Thank you very much. Why did we waste time with the vaccines when we could have taken a gun-based approach to all of this? I probably would have preferred like a vampire type analogy. I think that would... Uh... Oh, yeah. And all of these like thralls. Yeah. Yeah. And all these... Yeah, yeah that's that's ah, a good one. They're all dead. Yeah, you got to take out the head vampire, right? Yeah. yeah. That's how it works. So, um, hey. Pick your own analogy that you prefer the most out of those provided. That's right. So, you know, uh, could could be any analogy that you like. Where did this police officer's gun go? It's disappeared like a vampire well, in a reflection. stolen from the room he locked it in. Didn't you hear? stolen. He locked it up. He Explained locked it up so it. safe. Very clearly. Locked it up in the pub somewhere. Uh, that's, that's what I clearly remember doing. He told <laughs> all of the other cops who were like, where's your fucking gun? Mm-hmm. Response to a series of questions from this masthead. Queensland police said the hotel investigation was the sole time officers had accessed the data, which just they the had legal capacity. Just once. What could it hurt? Just but they were now once. being directed not to, except in extraordinary circumstances approved by a deputy commissioner. So no, nowhere in that sentence were like consequences or anything like that. No, that's not a thing for police around here. Okay, cool. Just checking. We can go on. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, it's not the type of thing we're used to seeing around here. We wouldn't want anyone to get shocked or scared. You know how there's like two sets of physical laws that govern the universe. The primary one for most of us is that for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. And for mm-hmm. cops, for every action... You've, you have completed the action. That action is done. <laughs> yeah. So, um... This is despite a joint media release from Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk and three of her ministers in late March announcing the app would start becoming mandatory and that the data collector would, quote, only be used for contact tracing purposes. Well, they yeah, were trying to but... trace something. <laughs> so they had contacted at one point. Uh-huh. Imagine you've lost a gun and you've looked really hard. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, I geez. wish I knew where this firearm of mine was. <laughs> you've gone to the pub for state of origin... On work time, you've taken your work gun, your work laptop probably, just to get some emails done. Mm. And wouldn't you know, the darn thing's just gotten away from you. You remember that um, that thing from maybe, I'm going to say three years ago, of a guy who was an FBI agent who was at a wedding, and he was in the dance floor, and he did a backflip, and then his <laughs> yeah. gun fell out of his, the waist belt <laughs> of his pants, and then <laughs> fired into the crowd? <laughs> And then it was captured on video. <laughs> no way of knowing what happened. And he does the universal, hey, don't worry about it gesture to everyone around him, grabs the gun <laughs> and puts it back in his pants. <laughs> oh, the burden of power. <laughs> so anyway, the mystery was solved the next day when the unloaded firearm was found during a, quote, more detailed search <laughs> of the pub. <laughs> A police spokesman said in a statement. 
Now, when they say more detailed search, do you imagine that what they mean is l- looking around for the first time? Yeah, look. I think having a man's look. look the first time, am I right? A bloody You're girly right. look a the bloody second husband's time. look. Well, they probably wouldn't have had that much time to look for it, what with, you know, having to check the contact tracing data, etc. Yeah, right. It's probably also, it might have helped that they weren't like seven pints deep the second time around while they were looking for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also that he probably wasn't just back at home, you know, <laughs> taking his pants off to get into bed when he's like, mm. wait, fuck, fuck. Oh, I knew I forgot something. Fuck. Taser. Shit. Better uh, check the- everyone's contact tracing data. <laughs> Did I say forgotten? <laughs> uh, I mean stolen. <laughs> oh, I got pickpocketed by someone who took both of my service weapons off me while I was standing at the pub. <laughs> Police are on the hunt for Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Just they they haven't found the taser. No, the taser is still loose, which is awesome. Although they say that the taser was unloaded, which is like I guess it means it doesn't have you know a little pack of the barbs or whatever in it. But it's a very funny yeah. phrasing to me that I've never heard someone be like, "Oh, that taser is loaded." Yeah, that is a live taser. It just wouldn't work if it wasn't loaded, right? It wouldn't deploy. You know anything? that, like, I think so. There's a guy in wherever the fuck Miriam Vale is just firing off endless taser rounds into his friend's balls when they're drunk on a Friday night. <laughs> be like, hey, Gaz, you fucking, you couldn't fucking handle me tasing the balls. Oh, I fucking could, cunt. Fucking <laughs> taste me balls. Oh, fucking, you wouldn't. I fucking would. And this is going to happen every Friday night for the next seven years. Yeah. Most tased ball sack in Queensland belongs to a man named Gaz. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, Anyway, where was the taser? Did they find it? No, they haven't, they haven't found it. Investigations into the missing taser, which was also unloaded, are ongoing. It could, it could be anyway, really. And uh, we oh. will be blaming just some random member of the public. Yeah. Yeah, and it's good that they accessed our data and they were right to do so and they should do it more often. Hmm. No, please, they accessed our data and I'm gesturing to me and Theo. That was my fucking precious data. (laughs) That's true. And if you don't want them to access your data, then (laughs) I'm kind of just shrugging my shoulders here. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say it, but... Well... Um, oh, you you don't want the cops to steal your data, and yet you participate in society. <laughs> Very curious. <laughs> Very curious. Oh, you want to use a phone? La-di-da. Congratulations to you. Speaking, speaking of la-di-da. Speaking of la-di-da, this is a story I enjoyed very much. And uh, I've also enjoyed Ben's title of this story, which I will read out. Well, Peek behind I mean, the that's curtain. Just for us. It says, "There's no <laughs> champagne from my real friends, real champanskia from my sham friends." That will be funny soon. You'll you'll get it later. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, this is so good. Um, from Reuters, 
Russia forces the French to call champagne sparkling wine, reserves Champanskoya for local bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> fucking possible. France's champagne industry is up in arms after Russia enacted a new law forcing producers from the Champagne region to label their bubbly sparkling wine while allowing domestic producers to continue to shell to sell champanskia. <laughs> The law signed by Russian President Vladimir Putin on Friday requires all foreign producers of sparkling wine to describe their product as such on the back of the bottle, though not on the front, while makers of Russian Champanskia may continue to use that term alone. <laughs> oh, it's so good. This is it's amazing because like the whole thing he's up to. <laughs> It operates on like a gentleman's agreement, right? That people are like, well, we mm. must respect tradition. Obviously, this has been mm. produced in the finest of ways. We can only call it champagne if it's from the Champagne region of France. And they just come to be like, nah. Fuck you. Ours is champagne. Like, Yours is sparkling wine. You yeah, basic from bitches. now on, the thing we produce is champagne, and you've got pussy water. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're sending me another crate of your finest bitch juice? Tremendous. <laughs> About 120 countries respect France's Appellation d'Origine rules, which restrict the champagne designation to sparkling wines made under specific conditions in the Champagne region. The French Champagne Industry Group called on its members to halt all shipments to Russia for the time being. (laughs) You mad? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. They're so angry about it. They're like, no more champagne to Russia. Until we get this sorted out. <laughs> oh, my God. The Champagne Committee deplores the fact that this legislation... Hold on, hold on. This is a direct oh, quote. Can you at least do the accent? Yeah, sorry, you got to... I don't know yeah. if I can do a French one. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> definitely, this will not be the first over. time. I can't do a French one. Andrew? Okay, Andrew. Here we go. <clears throat> the Champagne <laughs> Committee deplores the fact that this legislation does not ensure that Russian consumers have a clear and transparent information about the origins and characteristics of wine. Maxime Toubert and Jean-Marie Barillier, the group's co-presidents, said in a statement. (laughs) Oh boy, French Trade Minister Frank Rista said he was tracking the new Russian law closely and was in contact with the wine industry and France's European partners. Is this guy French? He is also French, yes. He sure is. We will unfailingly support our producers and French excellence. (laughs) He said on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Moet Hennessy, the French maker of Verve Clicquot and Dom Perignon champagnes, said on Sunday it would begin adding the designation sparkling wine to the back of bottles of Moet (laughs) And Dom Perignon, <laughs> destined for Russia, to comply with the law. Fucking oh. owned. Oh, that is so funny. Um, their shares have been down. Uh, shares in Russian sparkling winemaker Abrao Durso were up more than 3% <laughs> after rising as much as 7.77% in early trading. Pavel Titov, the President of Abrao Durso told Radio France Internationale his firm did not have any sparkling wines that would be called champagne in its portfolio. 
He said he hoped the issue would be resolved in favour of global norms and standards. It is very important to protect the Russian wines on our market, Mr. Titov said. Uh, but the legislation must be reasonable and not contradict common sense. I have no doubts that the real champagne is made in the Champagne region of France. Boring. Bitch. I don't want to hear it. Um, Someone's got a case of old polonium poisoning coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Hey, this guy was shot dead on a bridge. Uh, no way of knowing how it happened or why. Don't ask any questions. <laughs> no way to know. The European Commission said the Russian law would have a considerable impact on wine exports and said it would do all it could to express its disagreement and concern. We will do everything necessary to protect our rights and take the necessary steps if this law enters into force, European Commission spokeswoman Miriam Garcia Ferrer said. She sort of Ask had her what? like hands on her on her hips the whole time, sort of <laughs> she frowning, <did> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> shaking her head. Ask what countermeasures the European Union could take in response to the Russian law. She said it was premature to discuss such a situation. They're going to fart into all the champagne. <laughs> <laughs> the That's champagne the or the champanskia. <laughs> Oh, this well, is it'll just be so funny. Wine by the time it gets there. That's right. Because French people love this shit. French people love being precious. Um. <laughs> you know, there are so many problems with Australia. Like, as a people, as a country, we have a bunch of horrible hang-ups. We're awful. We're horrible fucking people, by and large. But at least we're not European. Like, this shit it. where they're like, oh, these eels, they were harvested two weeks too early to really be called eels. <laughs> we will kill you for suggesting that they are eels. Like, it's just the fucking best. That's so good. You know, for all of Putin's horrible, horrible crimes, <laughs> for at all least the you murders. can say this is, this is quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> this is you a boss to, move. Putin, you get to shoot down one more. Passenger airline. <laughs> Take your pick. On balance. Oh, he ah. does have the soul of a poster. Mm. God he really bless. Does. Mm. God, God bless you, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> You've got to hand it to... Very serious position of <laughs> this entire podcast. Hand it to Vladimir Putin. <laughs> to former FSB agent, come president... Uh, Man who has bald-facedly assassinated several of his political opponents. Right. Yeah. Good on you. Well done, mate. Also, outlawed, Stick it to those French. Outlawed acknowledging uh, queer people anywhere in the country. Mm. Oh, good, well. good. Don't like that. Good Do job. like the bullying of the French. <laughs> we do. Yeah, well. <laughs> I prefer should, more bullying of around. the French. I mean... He is doing the bullying I wish I could do to the French, but I don't have that because I'm not the, you know, the, the head of state of a large nation that could do this. Yet. And I've tried to be. What if he, what if he flipped it and he got rid of the whole, uh, you're not allowed to acknowledge anybody as gay or anything. Uh, and <laughs> it was just, you're not, not allowed to acknowledge that France exists. Oh my God, that'd be so good. <laughs> Just like someone was like, hello, my name is uh, Francois. I'm from the <laughs> Western provinces of France. Uh, it is lovely to meet you. Oh, you're from Western Russia. Oh, that's so uh, interesting. <laughs> you must you must try our Champanskia. <laughs> oh, you're from Russia. You're, you're German? Oh, I have so many things to show you. Uh, we have so many wonderful cheeses here. <laughs> you're going to love them. 
Uh, Champanskoya is absolutely delightful. It's to die for. <laughs> no, please. I'm from <laughs> regional France. <laughs> oh, you're Polish. Oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everyone are uh, looking very suspiciously at their colleague when he says he has to get out of here and see his mistress on the way home. Hmm. <laughs> Report him to the secret line. Hey, this uh, loaf of bread you baked seems awfully long and narrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, hey, I think hey. we have time just before we go for another installment of Theoses. <laughs> Uh, this is, of course, the segment where Theo tells us about a dream that he had induced to him by uh, the <laughs> the drug Effexor and partially his own psyche. We actually had someone uh, send an email in telling you to get off Effexor. Why? Now, this person had, had a great time. Okay. Well, that, they'd had a very bad experience with Effexor, yeah. which I absolutely respect. I've had a bad time with some medications myself. Oh, 100%. I would say probably don't tell someone that you just know from a podcast what to do yeah. with their hey, medication. Real, real quick, just give yourself discontinuation syndrome if you can. Uh, I mean, this was more or less what they were describing has happened to them was that their discontinuation syndrome was very, very bad. And I sympathize with that a lot. But yeah, I am going to... And Theo, this awful. is just something I feel about you. I'm going to let you make these choices about your body yourself. Thank you so much. I'm not. Mm. I'm coming uh, up there. Andrew's uh, going to bully me to okay, stay on it. It's quite interesting. <laughs> well, you're in a really push and pull situation there. So what <laughs> we do is we hear a one of Theo's absolutely bonkers dreams. And then I use the book... <laughs> Sorry, very normal dreams mm. if you're Theo. <laughs> uh, I use the book 10,000 Dreams Interpreted by Gustavus Heinemann Miller to interpret the meaning of those dreams. Theo, would you please recount for us one of your dreams? Absolutely. And this is convenient for me because um, several of my therapists, past, present, and potentially future, know about the podcast now. So if you're, <laughs> if you're listening to this, this will save you some time. Everyone you out there is a potential therapist. I feel like we could cut the middleman out of these so easy. Oh, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, this is a dream I had on the uh, uh, evening of the 4th of, this, of July 2021. I was doing work from my old bedroom at the end of Dad's house, as I often am in my dreams, and I was way behind on producing an initial draft on designing a train station across the road from Epworth Hospital in Melbourne. Uh, I had to give my draft to a guy at my workplace who's super intimidating to me uh, for review. But now when I look back at it, I can see issues. Uh, the train lines should be snug all the way to the top of the block, but they're not. Um, and they merge into one line when they leave the station, which would be terrible for throughput and signaling. Now when I zoom, <laughs> now, now when I zoom in on the lines uh, represented in orange neon wire, wide wireframe, uh, they're too wide. And instead of trains, they have little spidery bugs traveling on them. Or maybe the bug coasters from Roller Coaster 1. Uh have another go at that. Maybe the bug coasters from Roller Coaster Tycoon 1. <laughs> at any rate, I need to get into work to deliver these. So I take a big weight in each hand and start running to work along the eastern side of the Pacific Motorway through South Brisbane. Uh, there's a bus station sort of off to the side that I often find myself going to in dreams. 
so I run towards it along service roads and the like. Uh, as I go along, I'm constantly frightened by cars veering around corners too quickly uh, without indication. Now I have to do this little game of chicken with them to work out which side I need to move to avoid them. Uh, instead of the bus station, I eventually find myself running into a train station. From the entryway, everyone's funneled through a corridor to get to the platforms. And at this point, I'm jostled from behind. Uh, I expect to discover that my wallet has been stolen from my back pocket, but instead a second wallet has been planted <laughs> in my pocket. I talked to station security about this, painstakingly ex- explaining that no, I did not steal this wallet, and some urchin placed it on me. Um, I replay the event a few times with some variations. Eventually, there's a lady there who tells me the wallet belongs to her husband, who works with me. Uh, we spend some time confused about each other's story details. Um, I proceed to the train station, which is outdoors, and the platform is sort of ruined marble and gnarled wire bars overtaken in places with lush growth. Um, I'm on the wrong platform, and the train is on the other platform about to leave, but every path that I take ends in some pile of marble bricks or twisted wire. I'm on the train, but it's constructed such that there's a single line, and I spend some time working out how they would deal with two trains coming from either direction, wanting to travel, and who gets priority. Uh, We're almost at the next station, but another train wants to travel on this line, so we need to reverse the train to the previous station so that it may pass. I'm at work now in a tutorial room, and the tutor says that he has important news, and that such and such, whose wallet I have and who I am tracking down, has died. I ask him, what did you just say? And he repeats that such and such has received a promotion and will be leaving the company. I'm in the nosebleed seats at the opera, walking around, talking to people from work and trying to make sense of things. They notice that I'm confused and the dream is starting to take on an unstructured postmodern disassociation. I say, yes, it's the effects or please don't think too harshly of me. Oh. I'm coming out of the toilets into the washroom, which has a which has big flat shiny tiles reflecting green glow from the room beyond. It's unisex, and there are also toilets here with no walls, which everybody is using. Everyone is smiling and having a normal time. Hmm. Yeah? Okay. Right. Um, so, uh, thank you so much for sharing, as always. Oh, you're quite I, welcome. I love this insight into your mind, mm-hmm. as I love learning about you in any fashion. Yeah, uh, I have these th- dreams, and I just write them down. We're gonna that's start fun with- for me, too train mm. uh gustavus tells us that uh seeing a train in your dream symbolizes the following to see a train of cars moving in dreams you will soon have cause to make a journey Ooh. to be on a train and it appears to move smoothly along though there is no track denotes that you will be much worried over some affair with which will eventually prove a source of profit to you to see mm. freight trains in your dreams i don't believe we did these were passenger no. trains right so let's skip over they that. were yes mm. Uh, To find yourself in a dream on top of a sleeping car? No, we can avoid that entirely. Uh, Next up, I have wallet. To see wallets in a dream foretells burdens of a pleasant nature. (laughs) Will await your discretion as to assuming them. I could not tell you. Uh, An old or soiled one implies unfavorable results from your labors. Well, it didn't. No, it was quite nice. It was a nice nice wallet. wallet, Uh, So uh, look forward to pleasant, pleasant burdens. Pleasant burdens. It's like a small child, maybe. Oh, oh, Mm. 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 Uh, nice. Finally, I have here, according to Gustavus, uh, what it means if you see an opera in your dreams. Ho 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 ho! Uh, To dream of attending an opera. 
denotes that you will be entertained by congenial friends and find that your oh. immediate affairs will be favourable. Oh, everything's working out so well for me. Well, these all sound be? quite good. Yeah. Uh, there are a few things in there that were too specific for me to look up. I believe you mentioned, was it the M3? The M1? Yeah, was not in there. The not M- in there? <laughs> what would it be at that stage? Whereabouts were you, sorry? Uh, sort of like, um, let's say, like Green Slopes area that, there. That'd be, what, before taking the turn off? Like you're passing by Green Slopes on the Pacific Motorway. On the Pacific Motorway. Oh, it's that's after, the M1. Yeah, it is so the M1. You're on yeah. the M1 at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not, that's not in there. No, the M1 is <laughs> not. M3's in there, but uh, yeah. that, oh, it's a I shame. didn't dream about the gateway. Mm. <laughs> uh, hey there, Ben here. Um, yeah, just a minor correction on this one. I actually got that uh, the wrong way around. Uh, the M3 is the stretch of the Pacific Motorway from the CBD all the way to 8 Mile Plains, which obviously encompasses uh, the, the part that takes you through Green Slopes. Um, I'll be the first to admit that I'd had uh, a couple of beers before recording this episode and that um, I got that wrong. And I apologise. Sorry. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day or if you're just starting out your day, I hope you have a lovely day. Uh, Yeah. Talk soon. Bye. Uh, That, of course, has been the segment Theo's. Thank you so much. This sounds quite, quite good for you. Mm. Yeah, things are going well. Yeah, um, still, still a toilet in that dream, but we'll we'll whittle those down. Yeah, I don't know if we need to look up toilet every time. <laughs> I dream about the toilet often when I need to go to the toilet. You know? Oh, that you ever could need be to pee it. while well, you're asleep, some, and then I always dream that I, that I just can't find the toilet. I have like ten dreams in a row that I can't find the toilet, and then I, oh, I just wake a, up and I, I, had, I had to pee. <laughs> I had a dream last night that I pissed myself, and I was worried when I woke up mm. that I would have pissed myself, but I hadn't. Oh, it's good news. I uh, yeah, good no, news. I do. I I do get that from time to time oh, as well. How good's that? That relief. Mm. Woof! Mm. Haven't pissed myself. Pissing yourself. Oh, feels and good. Then, feels and then you and then you get up to go and take a piss, <laughs> and then you wake up again. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, God, I, I wish piss. I could piss. <laughs> So actually, I was really <coughs> thirsty last night. I kept having dreams that I was uh, drinking tropical punch. And I was like, God, this that. is good. And then I wake really up and drunk. I'm like, oh, I'm quite thirsty. I wish I could drink something. <laughs> but it's too cold to go out to the camp table on which my water is. Mm. And I fall asleep. Dream about Tropical Punch again. <laughs> God, I'd love some Tropical Punch right now. <laughs> Me too. Some sweet, sweet. This podcast brought to you by Whoa. Mildura Tropical Punch. Oh, I love a Mildura. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if they have a tropical punch. I feel like they've got a tropical juice flavor. Oh, they got apple and guava. It's like, that's a good one. Mildura tropical juice. Yeah. Mm. Now we're talking tropical yes. fruit drink, I believe they call it. <laughs> it's Which not is juice. nice it's and nondescript. Juice. Yeah. It's not punch. It's not juice. Whatever it is, I crave the taste of it. This episode is brought to you by Mildura. I believe based in Mildura. Hmm. Wouldn't that be a weird <laughs> coincidence? That'd be strange. Well, and that's I a think, podcast. I think that's a podcast. <laughs> finish a podcast. We've officially finished that's a what's podcast. Up. That's what's up. God damn. That's what's up. And we love to see it. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. Uh, you know, if you have any uh, unwanted medical advice for Theo. 
<laughs> just write in to mailbag at buntavista.com and we'll um we'll shoot that one into the spam folder on purpose, I think. If you Absolutely. think it's time he started getting his uh, prostate exams, let us know. Send them into the mailbag at portavista.com. I don't know what age you're supposed to start those, but I assume I'm too young and it's I never even have to think about it. So, Well, that's it, everybody. We'll, we'll see you next week. Bye. I was actually kind of hoping that one <laughs> of you two guys would tell me that when you're supposed to start doing those, but... Because I look I up to you as older guys. I was guys. someone uh, like Andrew would tell me. Andrew, maybe because you're the oldest. Yeah, I'm I'm 39 this year and I, every now and then I'm like, hey, you want to check this out? And they say, sir, please, <laughs> please pull your pants up. <laughs> Close the door of of my office. <laughs> sir, the, do- first, sir the doctor will the see you now. <laughs> the doctor will see you now. <laughs> Um, my, uh, one of my grandparents, uh, died of bowel cancer oh. before I was born. So we're all a bit, Hey, let's check that shit out. Um, so I, I've brought it up with doctors and they're like, nah, it's probably fine. One of my grandparents beat bowel cancer. So that, I don't know if it's competition. Um, but- mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, we're going to finish this one on a sour note. Okay. <laughs> Can't wait to get to heaven and tell my, <laughs> so this, my uh, grandmother this I, I never met. With. She fucked up. <laughs> my goodness. Well, that's it, folks. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.